Hello, prayer friend. Once again, thank you for listening in to our prayer cast from AfriChrist Prayer Ministries, the ministry that reaches out to the busy person, the millennials, the professionals of all fields, and to the underchurched, uh, often unreached people. These podcasts are the ones that help you to develop footsteps with impact in your prayer life. We believe the scripture that says that the steps of a righteous person are ordered of the Lord. We also believe, just like Jesus did and the disciples, Paul and the prophets of old, that our prayers should have impact every time. And so we believe in praying with impact in our ministry. Jesus never prayed a prayer that failed, and he never sent out a command that didn't achieve its intended purpose. He prayed and commanded with words of impact. We are confident that the Bible-based prayer principles that we teach never fail. The Bible says that God's word never comes back to him void. If our prayers are initiated of the Holy Spirit, as it says in Romans 8, then they will never come back void to us. Please thank you again for listening in. Download this and send it to your friends. We would appreciate if we recommend our prayer cast to your friends. Uh, we would also appreciate if you recommend our app, Afri Christ, to your friends. This app can be downloaded from the Apple App Store, and also the Google Play Store. It's the same app for both platforms. It's very well done, and it reaches out to people like you. Thank you once again, and may God bless you as you live. Hello, friends. Thank you once again for tuning in. Our prayer cast, Footsteps with Impact, coming to you from uh, AfriChrist Prayer Ministries. In this episode, we shall continue our series on the power of intercession in the supply chain of prayer. We are going actually to conclude this time with uh, a few things that we're going to have to go over as we learn more about intercession and the power behind it and why it's necessary for us to pray for other people and to realize that when we do that, we are really fulfilling a mandate given to Christians and we are powerfully backed by Jesus Christ uh, and the Holy Spirit. So in this episode, we're going to look at uh, the Holy Spirit as the enabler. We're going to look at Jesus Christ interceding for us and why um, uh, it's powerful for us to continue interceding because of him. We are going to look at um, your intercession through the righteousness of Christ in that respect. We are also going to look at intercession with confession. You know, that is when we confess the sins like of a nation or sins of an, a city as we intercede for that city. We are also going to look at praying for others, you know, especially those who spitefully use us, as uh, Jesus Christ told us to do, and those who mock us. Many times they're our friends or our own or family, and to pray for our leaders. And lastly, we are going to look at intercession despite our flaws. What that means is that we don't have to be perfect because we have Jesus Christ really helping us with the intercession. And also we have the Holy Spirit as the source of our prayer. But however, we may be flawed and many times we don't think we should be praying. But in this um, episode, we're going to see that yes, we can. And I'll give you two examples, one biblical and one in real life, which I pray that will bless you. So now let us start with reading um, uh, Romans 8.26 to see where our enabling comes from. And 8.26 says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings 
which we cannot which cannot be uttered now he who searches the hearts knows what my, what the mind of the spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of god two things we should see in this scripture here is that according to the will of god and then the very first uh, sentence says that likewise the spirit who helps in our weaknesses see sometimes as we intercede many times we are weak in ourselves we do not know how to pray we don't know the words that are going to have impact but god knows because the bible says that his word never comes back void to him and so if his word never comes back void to him it means that if we let the holy spirit give us the words to pray and the holy spirit is god then whatever word he gives us to pray is going to have such an impact that it will never come back void to us because now we are being um, empowered by the Holy Spirit. And as the Bible, as the verse says, we have seen, He searches the Spirit. He searches the Spirit of God and He searches our spirits. He sees the needs of both and the requirements that we are supposed to. And naturally, we can't do it ourselves. So He joins our prayers uh, from the Word of God that is given to us. So when you say whatever you say will come back with impact. That's how Jesus prayed. I like to give the example when he went to the tomb of Lazarus. He says, Lazarus, come out. Even though Lazarus was dead, he came out because he had no choice. Because the Word of God says his Word never comes back void to him. And so if we pray likewise the same way, Depending on the Holy Spirit, nothing will fail us. I have seen this happen. We have seen it happen in our ministry. The problem is many times we do not follow what the Holy Spirit says. Now, Jesus continually intercedes for us. The Bible says in Romans 8, 34 through 35, that who is he who condemns? Is it Christ who is in it? It is Christ who died. And furthermore, is also reason who is even at the right hand of god who also makes intercession for us who shall separate us from the love of christ shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword in other words nothing can separate us from the word of god given to us by Jesus Christ. Nothing, nothing we are going through, nothing out there can stop this word from coming to pass. And in fact, here he says that who condemns? In other words, it doesn't matter who you are, who is there to condemn you. Just be in Christ and Christ is going to make sure that this prayer you pray is that of the Holy Spirit, as we have seen, and the Holy Spirit Make sure that the word that you speak, the words that you say in your prayer, are the words of God. And we know that the word of God never comes back void to him. This could be from the written word, the Bible, or it could be a rhema word that he just gives to you at the moment. But whatever it is, it is powerful. Okay, so now we know that Jesus is praying for us. Now, we also know that before Jesus left the earth, he did pray uh, for the disciples uh, in uh, john seventeen nine through 11 it says my prayer is not for the world but for those who have give you have given me because they are they, because they belong to you all who are mine belong to you and you have given them to me so they bring me glory now 
I am departing from this world. They are staying in this world. But I am coming to you, Holy Father. You have given me your name. Now protect them by the power of your name so that they will be united even just as we are. Okay. He prayed for us who are in the world because he says that we have been given to him. We are his. And when you, are, when you belong to Christ and he prays for you, whatever you set out to do in the world, it will work because you are praying in the will of God or you are, work, are walking in the will of the Father. And so he has prayed for us. And in fact, he continued to tell Peter that, you know what, the devil wanted you, but I have prayed for you. Uh, if we look at Luke 23, I mean, Luke 22, 31, 32, it says, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift each of you like wheat, but I have pleaded in prayer for you, Simon, that your faith should not fail. So when you have rep repented and turned to me, strengthen your brothers. Okay, he was talking to Peter here because we know that Peter, not long after that, he denied him. But when Peter saw his mistake and his error of his denial, he repented. And guess what? After Jesus died, after Jesus resurrected, Peter became so powerful. Because Jesus says that I have prayed for you. Jesus has prayed for all of us. Because Satan wants to sift us like wheat. But Jesus has prayed for us the same way. Because how do I know? Because he says that likewise he intercedes for us even this very day on the right hand of the Father. So I know that Jesus is interceding for us so that the prayers that we pray, so that the desires of our hearts that are in line with the word of God will be fulfilled. So as you intercede for people, know that the power behind you is greater than the task ahead. Um, I like to give the example of uh, the U.S. was going to war in Iraq, or one of those wars, Iraq or Afghanistan. I saw a poster on the internet of a U.S. soldier kneeling down praying before he goes to, to combat. And on the poster, there was a, a caption, and the caption said, the power behind you is greater than the task ahead. And that's what happens. The power behind us when we pray is greater than the task ahead. So when you're interceding for somebody, whether in uh, illness or whatever it is, uh, remember that you have the power, you have the authority to really pray for this because you are praying under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. You're using the name of Jesus Christ and you know that the word of God that the Holy Spirit gives you never going to come back void to you. So that's one of the things that we have to understand that Jesus has prayed for us. We strengthen those who are weak because he told Peter, strength when you repent, strengthen your brothers. So we know that we are going to strengthen those who are weak, especially in the time of sickness or attack of any kind, intercede, be intercessors. That's, that's the power of intercession. Now, I want to give you an example also of when uh, to intercede uh, over powers and principalities. This is when you're praying for a larger area, a geographical area like a country or a city. Say, for example, if you're praying, there's a lot of crime in your city, in your area, then you're praying for it, or you're praying for the country. This is one of the um, um, best pr prayer examples to show that it can be done. 
And I'm going to read uh, Daniel chapter 9, verse 3, 4, 3, 4, and 7, and 16. And it goes like this. So I turned to the Lord God, pleaded with him in prayer and fasting. I also wore rough burlap and sprinkled myself with ashes. I prayed to the Lord my God and confessed, O Lord, you are a great and awesome God. You always fulfill your covenant and keep your promises of unfailing love to those who love you and obey your commands. Lord, you are in the right, but as you see, our face, our faces are covered with shame. This is true for all of us, including the people of Judah, Jerusalem, and all Israel, scattered near and far, wherever you have driven us because of our disloyalty to you. In view of all your faithful mercies, Lord, please, Turn your furious anger away from your city, Jerusalem, your holy mountain. All the neighboring nations mock us, mock Jerusalem, and your people because of our sins and the sins of our ancestors. So here we see a powerful um, principle in intercession, and that is confession of the sin of um, a city or a nation. And one of the... Um, principles in this uh, in, uh, confession is that despite uh, what others see in you, say for example, you may be uh, seen as the pastor, you may be seen as righteous, you may be seen as a non-sinner, whatever it is, despite all of that, it means absolutely nothing. You have to confess and you have to take on the sin of the nation, of the city. You have to confess. In order for you to confess, you have to include yourself. Uh, that's why, like in the Bible, when Jesus was crucified, the Bible says that his, our sin was put on him. You know, that way he can break it. And so one of the ways to break the sin of, the, uh, of a city or the... Um, the, the the chains that are binding a city, say it could be crime, it could be uh, political persecution, or whatever it is, is that you take upon that sin. This leads us directly into praying for leaders. This is why God tells us pray for your leaders because you have to take upon the sin of the leadership, whatever it may be, be it corruption, be it uh, dictatorship, whatever it is. Take on that sin and say. You repent for the leadership. You repent for what you're doing to your fellow man. You repent for the unkindness. You repent for the theft and the murders in the city. Whatever it is, you have to take upon that sin yourself in order to intercede. This is what Daniel was doing here. He was repenting for the Jerusalem and for all of Israel. And actually, he included even those in the diaspora of Israel. So he was including everybody in all to break this curse uh, that was upon them at the time. So that's what we have to do when we intercede uh, over powers and principalities, over large areas, over cities, over nations, is that we have to take upon the sin of the nation, of the leadership, so that we can intercede for it. That is a powerful tool right there. But many times when we pray, especially for a nation or for our leaders, we try to point fingers at them. No, here it's telling us, you take upon it. And then, just like Jesus took upon your sin on the cross so that it can be overcome. That's what we do. That's what we should do when we are interceding for cities. Now, another thing that God told us to do is to pray for those who spitefully use us. 
in uh, you know Abraham prayed for Lot. We know that very well. Many times, you know, even though Lot took the best land and everything, but when it when it came to destroying um uh, to destroying uh, his city, Abraham took on intercession for his nephew. Now, another thing that we can look at as uh, as regards intercession is those who spyfully use us. What do we mean? Well, Jesus explained it in Luke six twenty seven, but he he said. But you who are willing to listen, so you have to be willing to listen. I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who hurt you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, offer the, cheek, uh, offer the other cheek also. If someone demands your coat, offer the shirt also. So you see, he's telling us that in order for you to intercede for these people, or in order for you to intercede and pray, you have to pray for those who spitefully use you. That's not the easiest thing to do, but we have to do that in order to maintain power in prayer. At this point, I'd like to give you a testimony that I said I would give, because it is so powerful to show that it's not about us, it's not about our righteousness, but the righteousness of Christ and the principles that he gives us. First, let me give you this story. You know, we all know the story of, the, um, of Rahab, the prostitute. Uh, Joshua sent um, two spies to go and spy for Israel. For Israel. And when they got to the city, they, uh, to Jericho, they had to go to a prostitute's house. Now you ask yourself, Wasn't there someone in that city who was not a prostitute? Why did God send them to a prostitute? But see, God wanted to show us something here. He sent them to a prostitute. Now, those who know biblical history, they know that Rahab uh, falls in the line of um, the family of Jesus Christ. Now, this Rahab, the prostitute, was someone you wouldn't want to associate with righteousness. But look. God is showing us not to look at the people, but to look at his final plan. Because God was to redeem uh, Rahab. In fact, the, the spies told Rahab that when the war is won, she should do certain things so that they will protect Rahab from death. Okay? So now look at it this way. Look at this as a picture for us. When we do certain things, even when we are in a sinful situation, God wants to redeem us. He wants to use us for his righteousness. So he puts us in a position where he can use us so that we can be redeemed. Now, Rahab was used to stand in the gap for these spies. Sometimes the people standing in the gap for us are not necessarily the quote-unquote Uh, the best people around the righteous people. Who could these people be? Well, it could be a mother. It could be a sister. And she sees that her brother is going through this. Or a mother seeing her child going through this. Or a friend, a a, a relative, whoever it may be. But they are not quote-unquote righteous people. But see, God has a plan to redeem even they, the, the unrighteous. So he, he may use them in certain ways so that you, uh, uh, he can bring righteousness into humanity or into your family or into your city. In this case, it was Rahab the prostitute that was used to stand in the gap 
It's like an intercession in natural, in reality, in physical sense that she stood in the gap between them, the spies, and the people of the city, the soldiers of the city who came looking for them so that they can arrest them. Now, many times, our relatives, our mothers, our grandmothers are not necessarily the most righteous people. <laughs> Some of them are really not. Uh, but you know what? God would honor their prayer because he has a long-range plan for you or for your family or, f- or for the future or for the church. I'll give you an example. We have a, f- a friend who, and this lady gives her testimony, so the words I use, she uses them uh, uh, even worse, I guess. She uses tough words. And I, t- I keep telling her, hey, why do you keep calling yourself this? She says, listen, I know where God got me from. And so, yes, that's what I was. That's what I used to do. See, this lady used to do drugs. When we met her many, many, many years ago, over 20 years ago, she used to do so many things. When she tells, I sit down with her and, and I love her to pieces. When she tells me her story, um, I always real, uh, realize how much God's love is for all of us. She tells me the things that she used to do. How one time she was uh, in a drug-infested house, uh, abandoned house, and the ambulance came and, you know, got her. And um, the only thing she remembers is when she looked up, she saw all these lights of the ambulance. They took her to the hospital. She survived that. Uh, The things that she used to do uh, to her body just to get drugs. She tells me, she says, Sam, you don't know what, where God got me from. But I remember when we met with her, when I met her, we really didn't, um, uh, I couldn't tell because like she told me one time, I knew how to disguise. She really was good. But when we met, and she became our family friend. She became a member, really, of the family because she has seen all my children grow up. And she would come to our house for prayer meetings. You know, we would have, you know, the, our Bible studies and she would attend. And one thing I remember most of all is she would cry to God for her child. She had one child, and this young person was going to uh, one of the big universities in our state. and. Uh, She would pray. She would ask God to provide. And you know what? God provided. God provided so much for this young person that this young person, and I'm purposely not saying whether this person is male or female, this young person has become a national celebrity. And this young person is, when this young person speaks, the nation shakes. This lady was doing paga. She was doing intercession. She was a Rahab interceding for her child. And her child has become a national figure. And so you see, God honored those prayers. I remember very distinctly some of them. Tears would be flowing on her cheeks as she cried out for her child. And God has heard those prayers. Twenty-something years later, 24, whatever it is, God heard the prayers. Her child is now a national celebrity, a, na- a person who, when they, when they speak, people listen. That's all I want to say about this person because I don't want to reveal too much, but it's a powerful testimony and it's true and it's real. And so my 
my admonition to you is that don't look at your righteousness. Because actually the Bible says that our righteousness is like filthy rags. So even those people who you may think they are so holy and they are the only ones who can pray, believe me, the Bible says that our righteousness is like filthy rags. But we have to pray, we have to clothe ourselves in Christ. And when we do that, God answers because he doesn't see us. He sees Jesus Christ, his son. He sees the uh, prayers, uh, the words uh, that the Holy Spirit, who is the enabler, planted in you. That's what he hears. And that's what, he, uh, that's what works for you in these prayers. Because God's word never comes back void to him. And the Holy Spirit put those prayers in you. So it's important that when you pray, you ask the Holy Spirit to give you the words to pray. If you don't know, sometimes you may not even speak. You may, the Bible said, in groans and moans that we do not understand. In, that's in Romans 8, as we saw earlier. So sometimes you just be groaning and grumping. But the Holy Spirit knows the heart of God, the Spirit of God knows your heart, and those prayers are powerful. So let us pray that God will show us how to pray and intercede for others in times when they themselves can't uh, pray for themselves. That's what intercession is all about. You put yourself aside and you let Christ be clothed in, on you and you pray because you're praying mostly, interceding for somebody else. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you thanking you that you have given us the abilities to approach your throne of grace through the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you that the Holy Spirit, your spirit, who knows your, your heart and knows ours and our spirit, intercedes and comes and gives us the word that you want us to use to pray, the words that are of impact, the words that are powerful, the words that will cause a healing, the words that will cause the powers and principalities to come down, the, the words that will empower us, even as we saw in the example of that soldier. Let us realize that the power behind us is greater than the task ahead. Help us, Holy Spirit, to intercede for those in trouble, for those in pain, for those in sickness, for children, our children, our young people, our generation, the young generation. Help us to intercede for our cities. Help us to intercede for our nations. Help us to intercede for our, lead, to our, for our leaders, those who are doing doing wrong things, Father, that you may touch their hearts to change because you gave them that leadership role so that they can reflect you. But if they are not reflecting you, if they are doing the wrong things, if they are persecutors instead of being uh, uh, leaders, Father, we pray that you touch their hearts and turn them around. And when they turn around, the people will see them turn around because they are up there. And then let them give a testimony that it's Jesus, it's you, the Lord, who turned them around. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, for the glory of, the, of, the, of God, we pray for our leaders, all leaders of every kind, whether in business, whether in schools, whether in uh, politics, Father, in businesses, whatever it is, Father, we pray for them that you may change them, that those who are not doing right will start to do right so that people will say, even as you did for Nebuchadnezzar, because Nebuchadnezzar ended up saying that only you are God. So that when these leaders say only you are God, people will turn around because they will see the transformation of their cities, they'll see the transformation of their companies, they'll see the transformation of their homes, they'll see the transformation of their nations, 
sins and then they will say our God is God. So in the name of Jesus, teach us to paga, to stand in the gap, to pray for others who are sick, who are ill, who are depressed, who are having problems economically, whatever it is. Father, we pray that you give us the word to pray for them. That, Lord, Heavenly Father, your name will be glorified when things turn around, when they see that their situation has been helped by you, O God. We pray all this using the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ and the word of God, which the Holy Spirit has implanted in us, according to Romans 8.26. Thank you, Father. Be glorified now and forever. Amen. Now, my friends, I thank you once again for listening in. And I again encourage you to download our app, AfriChrist AfriChrist Prayer Ministries from either the uh, Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. And it's a free app. It's got all this uh, compiled together and many, many more resources on there, including a full-fledged Bible on there, uh, a community outreach um, uh, information on there. And our website address on there and website complete, our website on there. And you can also go to our, um, it can also lead you to our blog where all this is written down. You can also get our podcasts on a standalone basis. And this can be found on africrichristpodcast.com. And you can also listen to us on uh, Spotify or download on Spotify or Apple uh, iTunes podcasts, or you can also listen to us on Podbean. These are standalone uh, podcast services that we offer you. Or you can also get our blog from prayingwithimpact.com, and you can get all this written down, and you can go through them, look at the scriptures, so that you can really become a powerful praying force. Thank you once again. God bless you. Love you.